What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I hope that you get what you want out of this trip. Find yourself a hottie. Maybe get waxed. Waxed? Oh, waxed. Waxed. Oh, well, that's just not going to happen. That was a clip from the new movie, Your Place or Mine, starring Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher. It's a rom-com that is on, what streaming service is it on? I think it's on Netflix. Am I correct? Netflix. Good guess, Neil. Very good. Wow. And that uh, never happens that he gets it right. Uh, that's Bill Brigoli and that's William McCuddy, Bill, Mr. Bill McCuddy talking to us. I'm Neil Rosen. Welcome to another episode of our podcast, Sitting Around Talking Movies. Uh, we are recording this on Valentine's Day evening, aren't we, the uh, romantic guys? Uh, and, and nonetheless... Uh, Happy VD, boys. So what I can say is, uh, Bill Rigoli, t- tell us about this on Valentine's Day Eve, uh, about this uh, romantic comedy, Your Place or Mine. Well, it stars Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher, and they're two best friends who had a hookup 20 years previous, a one-night fling, but they remained friends friends although they live on different coasts she lives 20 years the- previously when they were in their 30s <laughs> yeah or teens or i don't know what she's how now they, how old are they presenting they're supposed to be in their 40s okay okay yeah, and okay. she's a single mom with a with a uh, school-age kid i think he's in like junior high or something with long hair it's hard to even tell he's a boy because his voice hasn't changed so he's not that old uh and uh, she lives in the West Coast. She has a neighbor played by Steve Zahn, who is a, a high-tech billionaire who does nothing but work in her garden all day because he's kind of stoned. Uh, she also has a lesbian best friend played by Tig Notaro. Steve, Steve, Steve Zahn always plays stoners. It's or quite frequently plays stoners. That's yeah. And, and Tig, Tig Notaro is the butch best friend. And Reese is, uh, I think, works in a school. It's hard to tell what anybody does for a living in this movie, except that they have really, really nice houses or, or apartments. I believe and Ashton Kutcher. I, read, <laughs> I, I believe Ashton Kutcher is a New York marketing executive, if I or read. something like that. Yeah, he has an apartment that overlooks the um, <laughs> the Brooklyn Bridge. Oh, okay. But really, it looks like a really nice Hollywood set that somebody did a nice backdrop for. Okay. Uh, that does not look though. There are some scenes that take place in New York and one quick scene he's seen leaving strand books. And, uh, but it looks like maybe they just did a couple of days of pickup shots is my guess. Anyway, he ha- needs to go out West and she needs to come East. So they swap, swap places to live. She's supposedly going to get some sort of degree and needs to take some courses. 
he breaks up with a girl and really is kind of aimless. There's no real reason, but he, he decides he'll take the scenery. Yeah. And he rents a Porsche mm -hmm. and uh, he tries to become best friends with her son and it doesn't really work. She tries to have flings, meets a lot of Ashton Kutcher's ex-girlfriends and uh, gets somebody a publishing deal. And if you were hoping for a lot of chemistry on screen chemistry between Ashton and Reese, guess what? They spent almost every scene in split screens talking to each other on the phone. They're hmm. almost never together until the very, very end of this movie. Hmm. But the, isn't the whole thing like from the trailer is like, are you know, they hooked up 20 years ago. Will they find romance with each other 20 yeah. years later? Which yeah, is, and it's I, not I, I, I wonder if that's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh yeah. That's There's a happen. meeting in the airport scene. Oh, no, Neil, I think it will. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, um, it was, it's, it's dull. It's, it's dull. Not, there is no great chemistry between the two because, as I said, they're never actually together for nine. Is it funny? The Are there any funny scenes in it? Uh, no, not really. Okay. Very predictable. I, okay. I'm, I'm kind of flat. So I'm gonna I, would, I don't recommend it. I'm going I'm to pass too, but I'll tell you what is funny about this whole conversation is that Reese Witherspoon's worth something like a billion dollars and she produces everything. I'm sure she was the executive producer on this thing and, and yeah, picked her. Ashton and picked every, the director, the, I'm sure she's lit really well. And I'm just surprised because she has a pretty good eye and a pretty good ear for stuff like pretty little liars and, and some of the other things that she's been involved in and her company's involved in. So I'm, I'm surprised that this is this seems like she's kind of phoning it in and I haven't seen it, but and maybe the pay, maybe the payday was great on it, McCuddy. You know, maybe uh well, but where on Netflix? There's one of those things that look good in on paper, maybe or a good yeah, yeah. a good Netflix. Well, deal. she's I think she's producing it, but I know they're doing a sequel to election and uh one of my favorite films, the Alexander Payne thing. And uh she's gonna <laughs> be the Tracy Flick character again. So I'm very much looking forward to that. So, you know. We'll see the only that way that could possibly be interesting is if she's now the Matthew yeah. Broderick kind of person. And oh, no, no, she's a teacher now or something to... in the school or something like that. I don't know. But I wonder if I think Alexander Payne is directing it again, though, but I'm not positive of that. Anyway, mm -hmm. mo moving on. Um, speaking of uh, I was going to do this later, but we could do it now. Uh, Super Bowl commercials. Um, I got to tell you, those I, I McCuddy wrote me a note and I watched the. I watched like about I watched the, the, the 10 best Super Bowl commercials. I, I was at a party, so I wasn't really able to concentrate on the commercials at the party. I just I watched them on YouTube. But the Ben Affleck Dunkin Donuts thing, I mean, there's like five versions of it plus outtakes, which are actually really good. I mean, it's just yeah, but are they trading on celebrity now? It's like, let's not make an interesting commercial. Let's just put big stars and stuff. Well, well if you watch the outtakes, he he grew up around that. I guess yeah. Dunkin' Donuts was like a big deal to him, the way McDonald's is a big deal. Yeah, to it's based in Massachusetts and Randolph, Massachusetts, not too far from where I grew up. But I don't go to Dunkin' Donuts, nor do they. Well, pay he does. I guess. I guess the truth is, even though he's married to J Lo, and she has a really funny moment in the. Yeah. This is where you go when you say you're working <laughs> all day. I mean, I, I there's some really good gags in this, including uh, for anyone who hasn't 
seen it. It's real people pulling up to a drive-through at a Dunkin' Donuts. Do you think they are real people? Oh yeah, I think for the most part, they're like actors playing real people. No, no, I think they are. I think that when that, I think a couple of people when they see it. Well, is that is that an actor saying I don't know who you are, Ben Affleck? That was like yeah, that was funny. That was pretty. And and I'm still laughing over the woman who uh, wants to take a selfie with him, and he has the. This is such a non-star thing. He goes, are you, "Do you you sure you want me in the picture?" <laughs> like, like, of course I want Ben Affleck in my selfie. Um, it's it, I think it's really really good. It's one of the better. I'm like I'm like Neil. I was at a party uh, that was you know we were talking during most of the commercials. Yeah, you couldn't really follow this. I, I saw for, how my El- Elton John was in a Triangle commercial or something. Yeah, I but, saw that. I'm yeah. the Doritos thing. I saw. I thought that was not that funny, but. Uh, I, I stumbled over the outtakes here that we're talking about, and I encourage anyone to look for yeah. them. They're every place. Uh, it's well, about to a Bregoli's point, some of these commercials, they're not funny at all. They just have just cameos by like 15 celebrities. And it's like, oh, look, this, this, this one is that. And it, it, who cares, really? You know what I mean? I thought the Will Ferrell commercial was not funny at all. Um, I did like there was a no stars in it. There was a commercial for uh, Boston Lager. And um, they were talking about it. it yeah, they showed know. the other. They showed the other beers and said, "No, this isn't a commercial for them." And it wasn't a commercial. No, no, that's not the one I'm talking about. This is some guy from Boston who has like he walked. It's like an alternate reality, and he has this really thick Boston accent, and everything is the opposite of like what it should be. Like he goes to a Red Sox game, and there's a guy in a Yankees jacket. He goes, "Oh, great, we love New York Yankee fans," you know. Like, but it's all in the Boston accent, which I can't do. But it's just very very funny it's just everything yeah, i missed that everything the opposite of what i was talking about blue moon i guess which was another beer commercial that used miller light and budweiser i think and then at the end you thought it was for both of those beers and then they go nope it's for blue and they somebody pulls those that one i didn't out. see i that thought that was clever see. but uh look it's uh it was a good game until the end um, so anyway moving on um Bill Rigoli saw another uh, thing that I'm actually sort of semi- Speaking of football. Yeah. Well, yeah, 80 for Brady. 80 for Brady. I went Dane and saw Ponder and Lily Tomlin. and Yeah, and, and you know what's in- – all right. I know. I know. Big stars. But the most interesting thing about this is we've all heard about this uh, – uh, dynamic pricing thing where they're going to charge movie theaters. Now AMC wants to charge. Oh yeah. Right. Sit, but they also want to charge if it's a big ass movie, like, uh, like maybe Ant-Man, they'll charge more for you to see that. Well, Paramount, which distributed, uh, they didn't make 80 for Brady, but they distributed it. They called the theaters and said, why don't you do the opposite of that for this? Why don't you charge everybody matinee prices all the time? You want to see it at night? You still only have to pay half price. Mm. That's what they did with 80 for Brady, which is really kind of interesting. So, and my, what I heard was that it kind of, well, it only backfired from the standpoint that it made less money than Cabin at the Woods, but it, but it, more people saw it. So if they had charged the real prices, it would have been number one that weekend, but it wasn't because they sold discounts. they, they, They sold discounts, but you know what? 
people will you know old people want to see it they'll tell their old friends and they get word of mouth out of it maybe and maybe so it'll have we, some legs we, we, is dolly is dolly parton no, no. she's not okay so what, no, what rita moreno <laughs> go to your Tomlin, notes Jane Fonda, you always have rita notes moreno. why aren't you looking at your notes i'm just talking now i'm looking at nothing i'm rita just Mar talking now. i am rita moreno there you go Jane Fonda, lily Tomlin. who's the fourth one jane um Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, and uh, how we're old, yeah. um, Sally Field. Sally Field, right. Sally Field. How could we forget Sally Field? Absolutely. And how could you forget Harry, Harry Hamlin? He's actually a romantic interest in this movie. Yeah. So what is, this thing of, what is this thing? Of, what is this thing about Bergoglio? All right, it's for uh, it's a group Based of friends. It's not a true story. Sort of. The okay. true friends in real life did not go to the Super Bowl. They started, they did do a lot of fan fiction, which is also figures into this plot. And one of their kids, I think, actually mentioned to Tom Brady that they they should make a movie uh, about these. No, movies. that did happen. That is how it. That, oh, they did. Yeah. The kids, the kid brought, you know, because the kid, but, the, but, but, the, but again, everyone the real women did not go. To the, the kid's an Bowl. agent or the kid's like in the business. Yeah. And he, the and, real kid. Yeah. And the Tom Brady kid. produced it and he plays himself, not that convincingly, but he Tom does play Brady himself. produced the movie. Yep. Yes. You didn't He's know one that. Of, yeah. No, I, now I do. Yeah. So, okay. You got to read so this that, stuff. Man. No, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because that was the most uh, publicized part of this whole thing. Besides yeah. the fact that it was loosely based on a true story was that they Very got loosely. Brady to sign off, but also, so you knew it was going to be like a love letter to him. It wasn't going to be, uh, I'm not going to mention his children or inflating the football uh, improperly yeah. or whatever. Like, no, it was going to be a pretty fan favorite kind of a story. That's right. It is. And, uh, the and idea is, I'm told, uh, yeah, it's not all that funny though. I didn't laugh at anything. I was looking at my watch the entire time, but these are really good actresses and they also had a lot of really good people in bit parts, but the big cameo was Guy Fieri. So figure that out. Uh, <laughs> Billy Porter's in it. I mean, when, when they have to do a bit part, they get somebody pretty good. And uh, the women carried what humor there is in it pretty well, but it, I didn't find it all that funny. Uh, it was just, interesting to me from the business point i was only it's funny because i paid I seven bucks to see it so i didn't feel so what's bad. the whole thing is that they go to the super bowl to like see tom brady yeah and, and yeah that they, they, they're always yeah. fans they 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 watched all their games together they have a ritual where they spill potato chips and so how do they get to meet tom brady is that pre-arranged before they go out there or they just no how to meet no tom no no you gotta watch the not. movie no, yeah. Tom Brady provides spiritual guidance to Lily Tomlin's character. Uh, they go to something called the NFL Fan Fair or something like that before they go right. to the actual Super Bowl itself. And it's a lot of games and, and marketing stuff that really does get put on before the Super Bowl. So there's a hot wings contest at Sally Field enters. There's a uh, throw the football and oh, pass contest that one of the other women win. And... Um, Whenever Lily Tomlin's feeling down because her character is the one who had cancer, uh, she's feeling down. You, you, she got a note from her doctors that she refuses to open. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah. So whenever she's starting worrying about stuff, at one point the tickets get lost. And when she needs guidance, there's always an interview uh, at this NFL fan thing on some sort of screen somewhere where Tom Brady's being interviewed. And then he breaks out of the interview and looks at Lily Tomlin and gives her some sort of advice. <laughs>
And they do me. I mean, you guys aren't going to see it. I was going to see it until you just said that. Yeah, that, that's that's in several teams. And then at one point, they managed to finagle their way, even though it turns out they had fake tickets. They finagle their way by meeting uh, into uh, a luxury box. And the guy says, look, across the field, that's where the, uh, the Patriots uh, brass is all, you know, planning the next play. And I don't know what they call it in football lingo. It's like the war room. And they managed to get into there. And at one point, they're actually talking to Tom Brady and giving him advice at halftime uh, over the headphones. Wait, they're cheating? Like yeah, well, they're giving advice. Yeah. And then they do they're meet giving after like the game. game advice. Yeah, they are. Like, 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 yeah. Well, Lily Tom is giving the sort of spiritual no, advice, uh, apartment that, advice, Neil. What? No, I mean seriously. Nice the, the, yeah, they, they're telling they, him. Like, yeah, yeah. Do a hail mary on the fourth day. Mm-hmm. Well, not quite that technical, but they give you know uh, uh, a little pep talk to Tom, and then wow. they do meet him in the locker room, and they meet Rob Gronkowski, and uh, it's all very cute. But I well, we've gone close to funny. eighty minutes on this. I, I was gonna. I'm actually was thinking of. It's. I started to say uh, that I was thinking of this as a. They're only going to charge you half price if you go. McCuddy and I would like to see, and I there is the there is the matinee pricing that's awfully uh, attractive. Yeah. Uh, but some of the aspects of what you're describing seem kind of rote, and I'm uh, yeah. I'm like, I'd actually wait for this on. Yeah. ESPN wait. Wait. 12. Wait. 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 No, I'll wait for this for free on one of the streaming services. I'm not. I'm. I don't. And even then, I don't even know if I'm going to watch this. This sounds. This sounds like it sucks, to be perfectly honest. It's just you know? interesting that Paramount was willing to say, just charge half price. It's a great yeah. idea. Oh, I think cool. yeah, it got people to the theater. Yeah, but if anything should be discounted, it should be this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, okay. All right, so listen, um, two two movies that McCuddy caught up with that I haven't that we've never talked about on the show. Well, actually, one of them we have. One of them we did, which was Fall. And speaking of things being on sale, oh, that yeah. was uh, that was marked down to two ninety nine this week. And I I did a little research, and that's true that's, across I, the country. Yeah, that's when I saw. Yeah, I'm curious about whether that's going to be a strategy for uh, PVOD because I noticed that some things that come onto that are as much as $25. Most things are $19.99. Hang in there for a couple of weeks at that and then become, and I'm talking about movies that are day and date that in theaters and on demand. But this uh, this was a movie about two women that go climbing up a television tower that uh, Brigoli talked yeah. about when he saw it. When it yeah, great movie. Couple, yeah. Like two months ago. And uh, it turns out that it's a real nail biter and, yeah. and almost... I mean, almost for my wife and I, something we were going to turn off because it's just, it's scary. completely scary and complete. It it works on, and then it turns out well, when well, you do a little I, research, uh, they, they actually went to a mountaintop, built it on a, a hundred, they, the actors yeah, they, never more than a hundred. I know, I know Rigoli probably answered this question when he. When yes. He was, and and but, so let's move well, on. Well, I'm just no, why, say, why are they climbing the television tower? Because One of them had are. lost a, a boyfriend in a fall. She was a rock climber and her friend who was a big uh, influence influencer type says, you got to get your mojo back. We're going, we're going up there. And, uh, I'm going to, it's I'm, abandoned. It's in the yeah. middle of the desert. There's no, there's a small motel nearby, but otherwise. But the light bulb is still turned on on top. <laughs> but how do they get stuck? I mean, they, they can't break. It's, it's rickety. It's, it's condemned, but they yeah. climb it anyway. And then a ladder falls. Uh, oh, so now they can't get down. Right. 
in the crow's Well, this neck. sounds good. I mean, it sounded good when Bergoglio. It's way better than you think it is. Again, it's called Again. Fall. It's two dollars and ninety nine cents. There's nobody in it. Uh, but you, you like the Bergoglio fire? Yeah, yeah. Okay, they managed to work. You recommended it two months ago. I recommend it now. It's I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. it. Absolutely, it's, absolutely going to watch it. It's a perfect example of a movie done on a real budget. That's more fun than something that probably costs ten times as much. Yeah, I agree. All right, so um, a really no, good cinematography. I'm going to just mention that. It's oh, like, and they also they work they work uh, Wonder Bros into the uh, <laughs> into yes, the plot. <laughs> really, push up okay. or plot or, or a um, plot point. Um, Naturally, McCutty, no, not all three of us except you now have seen. It's been out for a little while. The new Anna Kendrick movie called uh, Alice Darling. Um, I haven't seen it. No, I know, nor have I, but apparently uh, McCutty saw it. So. Well, she can do no wrong for me. I follow her on Twitter. She chats with me sometimes, sends me a little note. I mean, has messaged me. I, I think that she's really like Reese Witherspoon, in charge of her own destiny, makes good decisions, but I can't really recommend this movie. It's about a young woman who is in an emotionally difficult or abusive relationship with her boyfriend. Her girlfriends invite her up to a, a cabin for the weekend. It's not creepy. There's not a stalkery kind of a thing. The guy shows up about two or three days into this celebration because he's a controlling, manipulative kind of boyfriend. And it doesn't have the, the scary music and the tropes of that kind of a thriller. It's just this guy's an asshole and she's kind of in his spell and the girls have to talk him out or have to talk her out of going back to the city with him. It's, it's, you could either say that it's well done because it's not all those cliched things that I just mentioned, or you could say it's kind of boring. And I found it kind of boring. So did Mrs. McCuddy. And I, and I uh, don't it recommend sounds, it. For that it sounds reason. boring. You will read good. What I'm going to caution you about is you will read good reviews about it saying that she is a strong woman who, but she's not really. And her friends have to talk her into dumping this guy eventually. And uh, there aren't many surprises along the way. So I can't, uh, I can't recommend this one. Okay. I'm not going to see this one. Um, a couple of weeks ago, maybe it was last week. I think it was a couple of podcasts ago. I started watching a it's a year old, but I, I started watching Dope Sick oh, with Michael Keaton. And I have to tell you, I finished it with my wife. And I, if you have not seen Dope Sick, which is on Hulu, it's like eight episodes, a limited series. I cannot recommend this thing enough. First of all, not only did Michael Keaton win the Emmy for this, and he's unbelievable, but it is so um, educational in terms of my wife who's in the medical profession was like, I had no, I, I knew that this Oxycontin was not good, but I had no idea. Yeah, you heard that, had you? No, but <laughs> you, have, you have no idea the story behind this. I mean. Um, no, I do. And you've been flouting this for a while. And I, I, I'm I late to the party. My, Sackler, wife, uh, the my wife likes it. So let's just say uh, we got to catch up. The Sackler family, which owned Purdue Pharmaceuticals, the company that, um, produced Oxycontin and lied to the American public and said that it was not addictive, where it was one of the most addictive things like 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 heroin, basically. And Michael Keaton, who's this like really great doctor in this coal mining town, like gets into a car accident. This is early on. I'm not spoiling anything. 
And he oh, goes, but you are repeating something that you said three. Yeah, he, he, so he gets right. hooked. He gets hooked on this stuff, and nobody can get off this stuff. And it's just, it's 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 unbelievable. I'm telling you something. It it deserves everything that won, and I finished it, and I highly recommend it. And speaking about Michael Keaton, um, if you watch the Super Bowl, um, he's back as Batman, which is amazing. <laughs> After we've gone so many, gone through so many different Batmans since Michael Keaton, Val the cat, Val Kilmer, the the George Clooney Batman, the shouldn't he really be Alfred at this point? That's funny. That's what I'm thinking. Um, and uh, who was supposedly the this that- time travel in this thing, which is why. Uh, ben Affleck also appears in it as Batman. Oh, really? Oh, so yeah. it's kind of like, oh, like the Spider-Man thing? Spider-Man thing, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, there's some sort of multiverse. Well, who was the Christopher something. Nolan Batman? They never met a verse they didn't like. <laughs> who is the Batman of the Christopher Nolan Batmans? Christian Ness. Uh, Christian Bale, right, Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. Yeah. yeah, but everybody's happy that Michael Keaton's back, and so am I. It's like, great, Michael Keaton's back as Batman. Yeah. So he's going to be actually not in his own movie. He's going to be in the Flash movie. So, okay, so I look forward to that. And uh, are you still you, go- you going to see it? Uh, would I see it? I might, I'd probably, yeah, I might see it. I might Even see it. if you it. had to pay? Yeah, why not? I like my, I really am a big Michael Keaton fan. I love the, um, the founder when he played Ray Kroc McDonald's, yeah. you know, the guy. Yeah. I, I love Michael Keaton. So yeah, yeah. probably. Um, tell me about I'm still, I'm still staying with The Last of Us. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been following it. Yeah, I'm thinking I, I, okay, on your recommendation, guys. Uh my wife and I started it, and it seems like uh like like low grade walking dead. You know, I mean it it's like I, I'm watching it's based on a video, a PlayStation video game, and I'm watching this thing and I'm going, Yeah, this is like a video game. The Walking Dead was so much more com- I mean, complex than this and deep character development. I don't know. Is- I I'd I'd give it two more. I'd give it to three. Uh and then of course that fourth episode that everyone was yeah. talking about where they take a side trip. Um yeah, a lot of side trips in this. Nick thing. Hofferman is in it, and the guy from the original White Lotus. I, I, I don't know, Neil. I, I, I hear I you. Stay, but, okay, uh, we watched the first episode, and we said, "Nah, that's it." You gotta, but, you gotta, you gotta go through. I'll tell you what, I'm not that thrilled with. But hold on, but, but, but you, no, but no, you, let's keep moving. No, 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 we're, I, we're gonna move, but I'm gonna tell you that. You guys never watched The Walking Dead. I was always raving about no, that. No, I know. I, yeah, I, I, I did try to watch Dead, and I didn't like that. So you made, there. You, know, you, you, made that point, you made that point. If that's better, then fine. Um, I'll tell you what's not great is the second season, which started out like gangbusters, of uh, Your Honor with Brian Cranston. And I know there are a lot of fans of this series out there, but uh, with guys like Michael Stahlberg in it and and uh, Hope Davis, and I, I'm, I was... They let him out of, he's got a beard, he comes back, he's the, the bad judge, as you recall, from the first season, and he's back in New Orleans, and they've let him out of jail, and it's to trap this big kingpin, and I could not care less, because Brian Cranston is walking through the whole series now, like he's <laughs> the walking dead, and he's in a coma. And I think they the, kind of wrapped it up after the fact. I didn't even know that we we're gonna have a second season. No, like I agree. I didn't. I didn't either. And I thought, how can they possibly do? Right. This? I thought it was done. And the you first know? episode and the second episode were kind of intriguing. And Rosie Perez is in it now, and she's an operative for the government that talks him into going, this sounds sort of like going undercover. Should have just ended after the first season and be. Ah, uh, that's that's where I'm falling. Yeah. Same with Poker Face. We talked about this last week. It's not good. Everyone says it's great. It's not. 
No, I don't know. I might check that. So I didn't mean to end on a down note, but well, uh, I want to hear. We want to end. I want to hear two things from Brigoli, and then we'll say goodbye. Stolen youth inside the cult at Sarah Lawrence. What what the heck is that about? You haven't heard about this? The guy uh, they just found the guy uh, guilty uh, and sentenced him to sixty years in prison for what this. This, this guy uh, thought, yes, I did hear about it. It's about a guy that was uh, started a sex cult, an older guy with 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 he, students. He was the father people. of a student, and he lived with her and her roommates in a uh, an apartment not too far from the Sarah Lawrence co uh, College in, in Bronxville. Yeah, right, right, right. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Yeah. Well, no, it's, like, it's like twenty five minutes at twenty minutes out and out of the city. Bronx. I don't drive. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Anyway, yeah, and he extorted. Neil, give the address. <laughs> he extorted tons of money from these kids. He got some of them forced into prostitution to pay him back for what he claimed they owe him. He, he was like a Spengali-like figure to these oh kids. God. And this is a and doc, there, right? This, this is, is a doc. There are That's three right. episodes. Uh, the first one is kind of easy to watch. Uh, I haven't gone to the second two, but from what I've read, they're more intense. Uh, and again, this I'm guy's on board. This yeah, sounds exactly this sounds like, like a Mrs. McCutty. Like a Dateline with sex. But Mrs. is it is, like is it like a shitty Dateline where they keep repeating like like after the commercial they come back and repeat them? No, no, no. It's, it's it's very well produced. There are a lot of actual people in it. Also, friends of theirs who are kind of like, I thought something was weird, but holy cow! It's, he said it's he had well the done. best interests, but did he? Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no, yeah. There's yeah. nobody yeah. like that, and it. it's pretty well done. And, and I, where do we what where 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 do we see this? What 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 what? Uh, let me guess. I think it was Hulu. Was it Hulu? Okay. Yeah, it's Hulu. It's Hulu. Okay. Uh, and on HBO Max is Harley Quinn, a very problematic. Well, yeah, we'll end on that since it is Valentine's Day. We'll yes. End on Harley Quinn. Yeah, runs like a week later, but okay. Valentine's yeah. Day special. That's, That's right. Well, people might still be in the mood, and this is the animated series. So, oh God. Kaylee Kwako, look, you should check the series out. I come on, I've recommended a lot of stuff to you guys that you liked later. <laughs> yeah. This is that, twisted. That months later, we watch and come crawling back to Bricoli. I know. You know my favorite thing on this podcast is my <laughs> somebody told me, somebody told me the other day ago. You and Neil bring stuff up like it's brand new, and Bricoli goes, I saw that six months ago. And told you guys about it. <laughs> Yeah, and six months from now, you're going to say, Bo, that was one of the most... Well, you want to talk about, after he finishes with this, you finally caught up McCutty with She Said, which I'd like to talk about for a minute before we say goodbye, but finish up with the... Oh, right. yeah, oh, yeah. I, I can do this really bit. quickly because it's uh, almost an hour long, I think. It's animated Kelly Quacko voices Harley Quinn, who is now uh, in a couple with Poison Ivy, who is uh, Lake Bell. God, and seeing this. Now, poison ivy is uh, sort of part plant, I think, or something, uh, or or a uh, vegetable or something. But uh, her thing is, she's called poison ivy. She's a superhero. But she, uh, Har Harley is really wanting to do up a big Valentine's Day now that she's uh, in with uh, with poison ivy. And uh, poison ivy's like, oh come on, <laughs> Valentine's Day is just mass genocide for roses. It's just one of the stranger lines, and it's very gay, uh, and very well, strange. Okay, and, well, gay, nothing to do with the gayness, but for, but but from what you've described on this thing, 
Yeah, well, you wouldn't touch it with a ten foot pole, Neil. The vegetable but. thing sounds like something out of that horrible Lost in that that culty Lost in Space episode where Doctor Smith is turned into like. A, a yeah, it's kind of like that, but moisture, which is but they do it. They, they make it look like a documentary, and like Superman and Lois are talking about their romance together, and and the Joker and the woman he's living with you talk about their me. romance. You, it's you really strange. You couldn't pay me to watch this. Thing. Uh, uh well, it's free. I mean. It's on uh, HBO Max. No, 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 no. All right. Finally, before we say goodnight, goodbye. Um, you finally caught up with she said. Uh, I did. And, you know, I have to my only point about moving this forward uh, is if you haven't seen it, you should. No, um, it sucks. It's very solid. No, I think Terrible. it's really a solid procedural. And I'm I'm really disappointed after we when I say we the Critics Choice uh, nominated it and maybe gave it a, an award uh, that the Oscars doesn't have this in the mix, because I think it's better than women talking in a uh in on a completely different category but uh a strong two solid women this is kind of all the president's women and uh i thought it was really well done for those who are late to this conversation it's about the bringing down of harvey weinstein it was shot extensively for real inside uh the new york times and it's got a lot of solid uh well, to your point, McCuddy, about your friend who said, you know, Brigoli says, I review, we reviewed this like four or five months ago, and I'll tell you what I said then. Oh, boy. Now. No, you can just, you didn't like it. I liked it. Which yeah. is basically, it, it, it. unlike all the president's men or spotlight, um, they, they're just talking on the phone and people are hanging up on them. The whole, it, it's, a, it, it's so... Like they, they got doors slammed in their face. It's all about that happened in all the president's men too. They and they a, they're... Not that I wanted to see reenactments of the Harvey of Harvey Weinstein do it, but you could have had most people had the same complaint. It's a movie. Have some dramatic actors playing some kind of like. I thought it was pretty cool that the real Ashley Judd is in the movie, and uh, I hated this movie. I thought it was terrible. I, I think terrible. you're wrong. Carrie Mulligan, not good. Zoe Kazan, not good. Just, just not. They're both Not really good. solid. The script is the script is what <laughs> the script is what deserves more attention than we gave it at the Critics' Choice. So I guess you didn't vote for it, but we, I watched the good movies, so you don't have to. What's right. opening next week? Well, uh, yeah, there's that thing, Ant Man, Quantumania. Oh, yeah, Ant Man and the Watch Quantumania. Also, Marlowe opens on Wednesday. That's with Liam Neeson, Diane Kruger, and Jessica Lange, uh, based on the uh, Raymond Chandler character. With, uh, uh, also, Sharper on Apple TV Plus. That's with Julian Moore, Sebastian Stan, and John Lithgow. Well, on behalf of Bill McCuddy, Bill Bergoli, and myself, Neil Rosen, thanks for sitting around talking movies. We'll sit around talking movies again with you next week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.